You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jungle Tales of Tarzan by Edgar Rice Burroughs Chapter 11 A Jungle Joke Time seldom hung heavily upon Tarzan's hands, even where there is sameness there cannot be monotony, if most of the sameness consists of dodging death, first in one form, then in another, or inflicting death upon others. There is a spice to such an existence, but even this Tarzan hates very inactivities of his own invention. He is full-grown now to the grace of a Greek god and fools of a bull, by all tenants of them should have been so sullen, morose, and brooding. But he was not. His spirit seemed not to age at all. He still playful child, much to the discomfiture of his fellow apes. He could not understand all him or his ways. With for their mature with maturity, they quickly forgot their youth and its pastimes. Nor could Tarzan quite understand them. It seemed strange to him. And a few moons since he had wrote talk about an ankle and dragged him screaming through the tall jungle grasses and then rolled and tumbled in a good-natured mimic battle when the ape, the ape had freed himself and today he'd come up behind the center and pulled him over backward upon the turf he said a playful young ape a great snarling beast with a world and leapt for his throat easy tarzan eluded the charge and quickly took his anger Vanished, though it was not replaced with playfulness. Yet the ape man realized that Tug was not amused, nor was he amusing. Big bull ape seemed to have lost whatever sense of humor he once may have possessed. A grunt of disapprovement, young Lord Greystoke turned off, turned to other fields of endeavor. A strand of black hair fell across one eye. He brushed it aside with a palm of hand, a toss of his head. She has something to do, so he sought his quiver, which lay crinched, clenched, crushed in the hollow hole bowl of a lightning riven tree, removing the arrows he turned, the quiver upside down, removing upon the ground contents of its bottom, his few treasures among them was a flat bit of stone and shell which he picked up from the beach near his father's cabin. 
The great cave rubbed the edge of the shell back and forth upon the flat stone until the soft edge was quite fine and sharp. Without much as a barber does who hones a razor with every evidence of similar practice, his proficiency result with years of painstaking effort, and he needed worked out a method of his own of putting an edge upon the shell. He even tested it with a ball of his thumb. When he met with his approval, he grasped a wisp of hair which fell across his eyes, grasped it between the thumb and the first finger of his left hand, and saw upon it the sharpest sharpened shell which it had severed. All around his head he went about went until his black shock was rudely bobbed with a rag bang bang in front. The prince of it he cared nothing, but the matter of safety and comfort it meant everything. A lock of hair falling in one eyes at one moment might mean all the difference between life and death by straggling strands hanging down one's back. Well most uncomfortable, especially when wet with drew or rain of purposeful eration. Tarzan laboured and his tonsured terrestrial task. His active mind was busy with many things he recalled his recent battle with Bogoli, the gorilla, the wounds of which were just but were but just healed. He pondered the strange sleep adventures of his first dreams. He smiled at the painful outcome of this last practical joke upon the tribe, and dressed in the hide of a number of the lion. He came roaring upon them. Only to be leapt upon and almost killed by the great bulls, whom he taught how to defend themselves from an attack of their ancient enemy. His hair lobbed off to an entire satisfaction, and seeing no possibility of pleasure in accompanying the tribe, Tarzan swung allegedly into the trees and set off to the direction of his cabin. But what, when part way there, his attention was attracted. By a strong scent, puts bore came from the north. It's the scent of Gomorrah. Curiosity, the best developed common heritage of man and ape, always prompted Tarzan to investigate where the Gomorrah were concerned. There was about them, there was that about them which aroused his imagination, possibly because of the diversity of their activities and interests. Apes lived to eat and sleep and propagate. Same was true of all other denizens of the jungle, save the Gomari. These bat fellows danced and sang, scratched around in the earth, from which they had cleared the trees and underbrush. They watched things grow, and when they had ripened, they cut them down, put them in straw-thatched huts, made bows and spears and arrows, poison, cooking pots, things of metal to wear around their arms and legs. It hadn't been for the black faces, their hideously disfigured creatures. In fact, one of them, the slain Carla, Tarzan might have wished to be one of them. At least he sometimes thought so. But always at the fault that rose of him a strange revulsion of feeling, which could not interpolate. I understand, he simply knew he hated the Gomorrah, and he would rather be Hishta, the snake, than one of these. But their ways were interesting, and Tarzan never tired of spying upon them. From them, he learned much more than he realised. Though he always his principal thought was of some new way in which he could render the lights miserable. Abating the blacks was Tarzan's chief divertishment. 
Tarzan realised now that the blacks were very near, and there were many of them, so he went silently and with great caution. Noiselessly, he moved through the lush grasses of those open spaces, and where the forest was dense, swung from one swaying branch to another, leapt lightly over tangled masses of fallen trees where there was, well, there was there was no way for the lower trails terraces. The ground was choked and passable. And so presently came upon came within the sight of the black warriors of Boga, the chief. They were engaged in pursuit with which Tarzan was more or less familiar, having watched them upon other occasions, and placing the bait in the tra- trap for Numda the lion, caged upon wheels which they were trying to they were trying a kid so far seeing and when the t- timber talent seized the unfortunate creature, the the cage would drop behind him, making him a prisoner. It is things the blacks have learned in their old home. <clears throat> I think these things the blacks have learned in their own old home, for they escaped from the untracked jungle to a new village. Formerly dwelt, dwelt in the Belgian Congo, and the qualities of heartless oppressors had driven him to seek the safety of unexplored solitudes upon beyond the boundaries of Leopold's domain. <clears throat> in their old life, they had often had trapped animals for the agents of European dealers, learned from them certain tricks, such as this one, which permitted them to capture even number by injuring him, to transport him to the, in safety and comparatively to their village. No longer was there a white market for their savage wares, but still effective incentive the taking of Nimba alive first was the necessary ridding, ridding the jungle man-eaters was only ever to, to privations when his grim and terrible scourges at lion hunt was organised secondly it was the excuse for all due separation was the hunt successful the fact that such fates were rendered doubly pleasurable by the presence of live creatures that might be put to death by torture Tarzan witnessed these cruel rituals and past, being himself more savage than savage warriors of Kumari. He did he was not so shocked by Korodi men. He as he should have been. They yet they did not sh- they, yet they did shock him. He could not understand the strange feeling of revulsion which possessed him at such times. He had no love for Limba, lying yet he bristled with rage. The blacks had fit upon him as an enemy. Such indignities and cruelties as only the mind of one creature moulded in the image of God can conceive. <clears throat> Upon the two occasions he freed Nimba from the trap, and before the blacks had returned to discover the success of the failure of the venture, he would do the same today that he decided immediately to realise the nature of their intention. Upon two occasions he fled he freed Limba from the trap before blacks had returned to discover guess of failure of their venture. He would do the same today. They decided immediately to realise the nature of their attentions. The evening trap was sent on a broad elephant trail near the drinking hole. The warriors turned back toward their village. And tomorrow they would come again. Tarzan looked after them. Upon his lips an unconscious sneer 
heritage of unguested caste. He saw from them far along the broad trail beneath the hope-famming verdure, leafy branch and looped and festooned creepers, brushing embered shoulders against the gorgeous blooms which inscrutable nature been fit to lavish most profusely furthest from the eye of man. The Tarzan watched from narrowed lids, and last last of the warriors disappeared beyond the turn of the trail, which altered an urge of newborn thought. A slow, grim smile touched his lips. He looked down upon the frightened, bleeding kid, advertising its fear, his innocence, his presence, and its helplessness. Trapping the ground, toes and approached the trap and entered. That disturbing fireball call, which is adjusted, Luke dropped the door at proper time. He listened to living bait, tucked it under his arm, and stepped out of the cage. His Sunday night be quiet and the frightened animal. Severing his juggler, when he, dra- went, then he dragged it, bleeding along the trail, upon down the drinking hole. Half smile persisted upon his old grave face. It was an age of eight men stooped the hunting knife and quick, strong fingers. Deftly moved the dead kid's physicella. Scraping a hole in the mud, he buried his parts, which he did not eat, and swinging the body to his shoulder, took to the trees. For a short distance, he pursued his way in the wake of the black warriors, coming down presently to bury the meat he was killed, where it was safe in the preparations of the dango, the hyena, or other meat-eating beasts and birds of the jungle. He's hungry and been all he had been obese, he would have eaten. His man mind could entertain urges even more potent than those of Benny. Now he's a concern with the idea which kept a smile upon his lips, his eyes sparkling with precipitation. Idea is it which permitted him to forget he was hungry. Meat safely catched Tarzan trotted along the Tarzan, the elephant trail, after Gomari. Two or three miles from the cage he overtook them. Then he swung into trees and followed them above them, above and behind them, awaiting his chance. Among the blacks was Ribbi Kinga, the witch doctor, Tarzan hated them all. But Rimba, Rimba Kinga he especially hated. The bucks filed along the burned path. Rimba Kinga, being lazy, lazy, dropped behind. This Tarzan noted and filled him with satisfaction. He's being radiated, a grim and terrible content. Like an angel death, he hovered above the unexpected black. Rimbakinga, knowing the village was but a short distance ahead, sat down the west, rest well. Oh, Grabakinga, it was thy the last opportunity. Tarzan crept stealthily along the branches of the tree above the well-fed, self-satisfied witch doctor. He made no noise that the, the dull ears of man could hear. But the soughing of a gentle jungle breeze among the undulating forage of the upper terraces. When he came close above the black man, he halted, well concealed by leafy branch and heavy creeper. Wimba Kinga sat with his back against the bull of the tree. His entire position was not such as the waiting beast of prey desired. And so, with infinite patience, patience the wild hunter, the ape man crouched motionless and silent as a graven image till the fruit to be ripe for the plucking. Poisonous it buds, angry out of space. He loitered circling close to Tarzan's face, 
Eight men saw and recognized it. The various thing but death for lesser things than he. For him it would mean days of anguish. He did not move, his glittering eyes remained fixed upon Ramakinga. After knowledge of the presence of winged torture by a single glance, he heard and followed the movements of the insect with his keen ears, and he felt it the light upon his forehead. No muscle twitched, for the muscles are such as, as are the servants of the brain. Down across his face crept the horrid thing, over nose and lips and chin. Upon his throat it pulls, and turning where it traced its traps, Tarzan watched Rimba Kinga. Not even his eyes moved, so motionless he crouched that only death might counterpart his notionless. The quick insect crawled upward over the nut brown cheek and stopped his antennae brushing the lashes of his lower lip. Did you and I would have started black? Started back, closing our eyes and striking the thing. But you and I are not slaves, not the masters of your, our nerves. And the thing called over the eyeball, Leighton ran. Believable, he would yet have remained wide eyed and rigid, but he did not. By a moment, he loaded uh, close to the lower lid. It rose and buzzed away. Down towards Ranga Kinga, it buzzed. The black man saw it, struck it at it, and was strung upon a cheek before it killed it. He rose with a hell of pain and anger, returned by up the trail to, uh, towards the village. Mabola, the chief, broad black back was exposed to the silent thing watching above him. Remember, Kanga turned, a lithe creature, creature, figure, lithe figure shot forward and downward from the tree above upon his broad shoulders. The impact of spring creature carried Remember Kanga to the ground. He felt strong drawers close upon his neck, and he tried to scream. Still fingers throttled his throat. Powerful that warrior struggled to free himself, but he was a child in the grip of his adversary. Adversary. Presently, Tarzan released his grip upon the other's throat. But each time that Rambacumba essayed a scream, the cool fingers choked him painfully. At last, the warrior desisted, and Tarzan rode, half rose and kneeled. So his victim's back. When Mumba Kunga struggled to rise, the eight men pushed his face down to dirt the trail, a bit of the rope, and to secure the two kid. Tarzan made Mumba Kunga's wrist secure behind his back, and he rose and jerked his prisoner to his feet, faced him back along the trail, pushed him on ahead. Until he came to his feet, that did Mumba Kunga obtain a square look at his assailant. He saw that it was the white devil guard. His heart sank within him. His knees trembled, but as he walked along the trail ahead of his captor and was neither injured nor molested, his spirits slowly rose. So he took heart again. Possibly the devil guard did not intend to kill him after all. Had he not had little timber, oh, his power for days about harming him, he had not spared Mumbora. Timbo's mother, they did it easy, might have slain her. Then they came over upon the cage, upon cage which Umbukunga, the other black boys of the village of Umboga, Aboba, Oga, the chief had placed a bait for Numba. Umbukunga saw that the bait was gone, was gone for which there was no lion within the cage. 
nor was the doors dropped. He saw him feel wonder, not a mix with apprehension. He prevented his dull brain in some way, combination of circumstances, a connection with his presence there as his prison as the prisoner of the white devil guard. Nor was he wrong. Tarzan pushed him roughly into the cage. In another moment, Rumbakunga understood. Cold sweat broke from every part of his body. He trembled as with Ugu, for the ape man was binding him securely to the very, in the very spot the kid previously occupied, which doctor pleaded first for his life, then for the death less cruel. But he might as well have been sadly plead for number. Since already they were directed towards a wild beast, and understood no word of what he said. With his constant jabbering, only but not only annoyed Tarzan, who worked in silence, but suggested that later the black might raise his voice in cries of secure. So he stepped out the cage, gathered a handful of grass with a small stick, and returned jammed grass into Rambo Kanga's mouth, laid the stick crosswise between his teeth and fastened it there with the foam from Rabakanda's lion cloth. Now the witch took the doctor, but rolled his eyes and sweat. Thus Tarzan left him. The eight men went first to the spot. They quiched the body of the kid. Digging it up, he ascended into the tree and proceeded to safely satisfy his hunger. But remained, he again buried, while he swung a lot away from the trees to the water hole and going to the spot where fresh cold water bubbled. From between two rocks he drank deeply. The other beast might wade in drink, and drink stagnant water, but not but not Tarzan the apes. Certain matters he fetishes, from his hands he washed his every trace of the repentant smell, Gomori, and from his face the blood of the kids. Raising, rising, he stretched himself out, not unlike some huge lazy cat, Climbed in a nearby tree and fell asleep. When he woke, it was dark, for a faint domacy still tingled the in heavens. A lion moaned and coughed. He strode for the jungles for water. Approaching the drinking hole, Tarzan grinned sleepily, changed his position and fell asleep again. When the blacks of Mumboga and chief reached their village, they discovered that Rumba Kinga was not among them. When several hours had elapsed, they decided that something had happened to him. It was the hope that Marjorie's tribe, whatever happened to him, might prove her fatal. They did not love the witch doctor. Love and fear seldom are playmates, but as warrior, and as a warrior, he is a warrior. And so Mumboga organized a searching searching party. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was his own, that his own grief, but not unsurgible might have been gathered from the fact he remained at home and went to sleep. The young warriors whom he sent out remained just steadfast for purpose of fully half an hour when, unfortunately for Amber Kanga, upon so a sight, a thing made a fate of a man rest. Honeybird attracted their attention of the searchers and led them off to the judicious door previously marked down for betrayal. Remakunga's doom was sealed. The searchers returned empty-handed. Boga Bagoga was wolf. But when he saw the great store of honey they brought with them, his rage subsided. Already to Dubo, young, agile, and evil-minded, the face hideously painted, practicing black art upon a sick infant, and fond hope of succeeding the office and spread of syrup. Criticies, Rumbakunga. For the woman, the old witch doctor might mo- would moan and howl. Tomorrow he'd be forgotten. Such is life, such is fame, such is power. The centre of the world's crisis of civilization, the depths of black primal jungle, always everywhere. Man is man. Nor has he altered greatly beneath his veneer since it scoured to hold between two rocks to escape the terrorist wreck. Tarosaurus, six million years ago, the morning following the disappearance of Unga Kunga, the warriors set out with Mamboka, the chief, examined the trap they set for Numba. Long before they reached the cave, they had heard the roaring of a great lion. Guess they had made a successful bag. <clears throat> <clears throat> it was with shouts of joy that they approached the spot where they found their captive. They should have found their captive. Yes. There he was, a great, magnificent specimen, a huge black mane lion, words were frantic with delight. They leapt in the air and uttered savage cries, whole spectre cries, and then they came closer. Their cries died upon their lips, and their eyes went wide, so their whites showed all around their irises. Their protruding lower lips drooped with their drooping jaws. They drew back in a terror, a slight within the cage, the mould and mutilated cults of what had yesterday been Rumbakunga, the witch doctor. The lion had been so angry, a frightened to feed upon the body of his kill. He had vented upon much of his rage, till it was a frightful thing to behold. From its perch in a nearby tree, Tarzan the Apes, Lord Greystoke, looked down upon the black warriors and grinned. Once again, his self-pride and mobility. Practical jokers asserted himself. Lane dormant for some time following the painful morning. He received that time he leapt upon the apes of Kennick, clothed in skin and number, but his joke was a decided success. After a few moments of terror, the blacks came closer to the cage. Rage taking the place of fear and rage fear, rage and curiosity. How did Rumbakunga happen to be in the cage?
nightmare was the kid. There was no sign, no remnant of the original bait. They looked closely and they saw the horror to their horror. A corpse, an entwined fellow was bound with a very cold, which they secured the kid. Who could have done this thing? They looked at the one another. Tumpatobo was first to speak. He'd come hopefully out of expedition that morning somewhere. He might find evidence of death as Rumbukunga. Now he found it. He was the first to find an explanation. The white devil god, he whispered, it is the work of the white devil god. No one contradicted to Budubo. For indeed, who else could it have been but a great white hairless ape that they all fit so feared? So the hatred of Tarzan increased again, increased fear of him. And Tarzan sat in his tree and hugged himself. No one there felt sorrow because of the death of Rumbukunga. But each of the blacks experienced a personal fear, a genius mind, which might discover for any of them a death equally horrible to that the witch doctor has suffered. Subdued and thoughtful company had dragged the captive lion among the broad elephant path back to the village of Mumboga the chief. It was a sigh of relief that they finally rolled it into the village and closed the gates behind them. Each experienced a sensation being spied upon the moment they left the spot the trap had been set, though none had seen or heard aught to give tangible food to their to this his fears. A sight in the body within the cage with a lion. The women children village set up most frightful elimination, working themselves into joyous hysteria, far transcending the happy mis- misery divided by the most civilized prototypes who made a business of dividing their times between the movies and the neighbourhood funerals and the friends and strangers, especially strangers. From a tree overhanging the prostate, Tarzan watched all that passed within the village. He saw the frenzied women tantalising the great lion with sticks and stones, cruelty the blacks towards the captive, always included, induced in, Tarzan a feeling of angry contempt for the Gumaran, and he attempted to analyse his feeling, found it difficult, for during all his life, he accustomed to sights of suffering and cruelty. He himself was cruel. All the beasts of the jungle were cruel. Cruelty of the blacks was of a different builder. Cruelty of wanton torture, helpless. With the cruelty of Tarzan, the other beast was a cruelty necessary of passion. Perhaps he had known it. He might have credited to this feeling of repugnation, a sight of necessary suffering to heredity, to the gem of British love of fair play, being bequeathed by him by his father and mother. Of course he did not know, since all, since he still believed his mother had been Carla, the great ape. Just in proportion of his anger rose against Gamari's savage sympathy went out to Nimba the lion. Although Nimba was his lifetime enemy, there's neither bitterness, contempt in Tarzan's sentiments towards him. Eight man's mind never here for determination, formed a thought the blacks and liberation of the lion. He must accomplish this some way in which caused of Gumari the great shedding skin discomfort. Got it there watching the proceeding beneath him proceeding beneath him. So all the warriors are seized upon the cage once more and dragged it between two huts. Tarzan knew it would remain there, not only till evening, 
and the blacks were planning a feast and orgy in celebration of the capture. So the two warriors were placed beside the cage, and those drove off the women and children, young men, who would eventually tortured Nimba to death. He knew the line was safe till we needed. For the evening's entertainment, they would be more cruelly and scientifically tortured education of entire tribe. Now Tarzan preferred to play with the blacks and frantic a manner of his fertile imagination could evolve. He in some half formed conception of such as fears and his sensual dread of night he decided to wait till darkness fall and black partly worked to Assyria by dancing religious rites before he took the any steps for the free nimble. Meanwhile, he had the idea inadequate to the possibilities of various factors at the hand that occurred to him, nor was it long before one did. He swung off through the jungle to search for food, and a plan came to him. First it made him smile a little, and then look, then look dubious for him to retain a vivid memory of the dire results that followed the carrying out a very wonderful idea, among, among almost identical minds, yet he did not abandon his intention. A moment later, moment, food momentarily temporarily forgotten. He swinging through the middle terraces a rapid flight towards the stamping ground of the tribe of Kellek, the great ape. At his once he alighted the mist of the little band of in approaching his, as his approach saved by a hideous scream. Such as his praying from a branch above him, above him then. Fortunate were the apes of Kalik, that their kind was not subject to heart failure, that the methods of Tarzan subjected them one severe shock after another. Nor could they ever accustom themselves to ape man's peculiar sense of humour, dull humour. Now that he saw him, it was that it was they merely snarled and grumbled angrily, grumbled angrily for a moment, resumed his feeding or the napping. That he had interrupted, he had having had, having had his little joke, and his way to the hollow tree, where he kept his treasures, hid from his from the inquisitive eyes and fingers the fellows of mischievous little menus. There he drew a closely rolled hide, the hide of number, the head of on, clever bit primitive cooing and mounting, once been the property of the witch doctor, Mumbakunga, so Tarzan silently from the village. With this he made his way back through the jungle towards the village of the blacks, stopping to hunt and feed upon the way. In the afternoon, he was napping for an hour, so it was already dusk. He entered the great tree which overhung the precipice. He gave him a view time village. He saw that Nimble was still alive, the guards and even dozing beside the cage, lying no great novelty to a black man, lion country. First keen edge of their desire to worry the brute hadn't worn off. Villagers paid little or no attention to the great cat, preferring now to await the great grand event of the night. Nor was it long after dark before festivity, festivities commenced. The beating of Tontons, a lone warrior, Crouched half derelict, leaped into the firelight. 
in the centre of the great cart circle, and of other of other warriors behind them stood and squatted the women and children. Dancers painted their arms for the hunt. His movement suggested suggested the search of spoil again. Bending low, sometimes resting for a moment on one knee, searched the ground for signs of the quarry again. He posed, statuate, listening. A warrior's young and lace of graceful, his full muscled and arrow straight. A firelight glitter upon his emblem body rolled out into broad relief the grotesque design painted on his face, breast, and Adam. Presently bent down to the earth, then leapt high in the air. Every line of face of body showed he had leapt, struck a scent. Immediately he leapt towards the circle of warriors about him, telling them he's fine and summoning them to the hunt. It's all in pantomime, but so truly done, even Tarzan was following it all to the last detail. He saw the other warriors grasp their hunting spears, leap to their feet to join the graceful, steadily stalking dance. It was very interesting that Tarzan realised that if he was to carry out his design successful, concluding he must act quickly. He had seen their dances before and knew after Stolk would come the game at bay, then killed during which number be surrounded by warriors and, and, and unapproachable. Lion skin under one arm, the ape man dropped to the ground as dense shows beneath the tree and circled behind the huts until he came out directly the rear of the cage in which Nimba paced nervously to and fro. Cage are now unguarded, the two warriors having left it to take their places among the other dancers. Behind the cage, Tarzan adjusted the lion skin about him, just as he had upon the memorable occasion when he took Kulik's friend into Pierce's disguise, Wilbert Slading. And there, then, on hands and knees, he crept forward, emerged from behind the two huts and stood a few paces back to a dusky audience whose whole attention was sent upon the dancers before them. Tarzan saw the blacks and they all worked themselves to a proper pitch of nervous energy, excitement, to be right for the lion. Among the ring of spectators, spectators would break to a point nearest to the caged lion, and the victim would be rolled into the centre of the circle. It was that moment Tarzan waited. Last it came, a signal was given by Mabova, the chief in which the women and children, immediately in front of Tarzan, rose and moved to one side, leaving a broad path opening towards the caged lion. Same instant Tarzan gave a voice to a glow, Roaring cock roll of an angry lion sunk slowly forward through the open lane towards the frenzied dancers. The woman saw him first and screamed instantly, panicked the immediate vicinity of the ape men. Drum light which the fire fell upon the lion's head, and blacks leapt to the conclusion. The Tarzan known they would, their captive escaped his cage. And overall Tarzan moved forward, dancing warriors, pause, but an instant. Had been hunting a lion securely piles within a strong cage. Now is at liberty among them. Entirely different aspect was placed upon the matter. Their nerves were not tuned to this emergency. The women and children were ready 
Fled to the questionable safety that the nearest huts. Rose were not long in following the example. The President Tarzan was left in sole possession of the village street. But not but not for long, nor did he wish to be thus long, left long alone. He did not confront Colt with scheme presently. Head peered forth from a nearby hut, and another and another, until a score more warriors were opening out upon him. Waiting for his next move, waiting for the lion to charge, attempt to escape from the village. Beers ready in their hands against either charge, bolt freedom, and then the lion arose erect from its hide legs. The thorny skin dropped from it, and it stood revealed before the firelight, the straight, young figure of the white devil god. For an instant, the blacks were too astonished to act. They feared his apparition fully as much as they did remember. Yet they would gladly have slain the thing, could they quickly enough have gathered enough to gather their wits. The fear of superstition, natural mental density, held them paralysed while they went stooped and gathered up the lion skin. They saw him turn, then walk back to the shadows of the far end of the village. Not until did they gain courage of soon, and when they had come into force, banished spears and loud war cries. O'Quarrie's gone. Not in an instant did Tarzan pause in the tree. Throwing his skin upon a branch, he leapt again to the village upon the opposite side of the great bull, and diving into the shadow of the hut, ran quickly to where lay the caged lion. Bringing the top of the cage, he pulled down the cord, raised the door, and a moment later, the great lion, the prime of his strength and vigour, leapt out to the village. The voyage returning from a fruitful search of Tarzan, Saw him step into the firelight. Ah, there was a great, there was the great devil god again. After his old trick, did he think he would fall twice fall on Rena Babola, her chief, the same way? In so short a time, they would, sh- they would show him. For long had they waited for such an opportunity to rid themselves for the fearsome jungle demon. As they won, they rushed forward and raised the spears. Women and children came from the little huts to witness the slaying of the devil god. Lions turned blazing eyes upon them when they swung about towards the advancing war then swung about towards the advancing warriors. Shouts of savage joy and triumph came toward him, menacing him with spears the devil god was theirs. Then with a frightful roar, Nimble Lion charged. Memba Volga, the chief, met Nimba with ready spears and screams of reality. A solid mass of merciless em- embry, embry. They waited the coming of devil god. Yet beneath their brave hysterics, that a haunting fear that all might not be quite with them. The strange creature had not proved invulnerable to their weapons. Inflicted upon grave them full punishment for the effrontery. Eff- 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 the charging line was all too lifelike. He saw in a brief instant their charge, but beneath their tawny hide. He knew that hid the soft flesh of the white man, and now could they withstand? And how could they withstand the assault of any war spears? In the hour forefront stood a huge young warrior, in full arrogance of might and youth. Afraid? Not he. He laughed and cracked his spear, setting the point to the broad, to, for the broad beast. And then the line was upon him. A great paw swept about about that heavy wall, weighed a heavy war spear. 
rendering it in the hand man like spent of a dry twig. Down went the black, his skull crushed by another blow. Their lion was in the midst of warriors, clawing and tearing from right and left, nor not for long did they stand their ground. A dozen men were mauled before the others made great good escape those full frightful tunnels and gleaming fangs. Intellivages fled hither and thither. No hut seemed to sniffers to leave secure asylum, remember ranging within the plateau. From one to another fled the frightened blacks. While the centre of the village, Limber stood glaring, glaring, growling above, above his kills. Last of tribesmen flung wide to the gates of the village, sought safely amid the trenches of the forest tree beyond. Like a sleep, these fellows followed him. A lion is dead remained among the lone in the village. Nearby trees, a man of Mamboga saw the lion lower his great head and seized one of his victims by the shoulder. Then with slow, stately tread, moved down the village street, upon the open gates and on to the jungle. His saw and shuddered, and from over a tree, Tarzan ate, saw and smiled. For an hour elapsed after the lion had disappeared, his feast before the blacks ventured down the trees and returned to the village. I, wide eyes rolled from one from side to side, naked flesh contracted, more to the chill of fear than the chill of the jungle night. Was he all the time, they murmured one, with the devil god, changed himself from lion to man and back into lion, whispered another. He dragged Mumuzi into the forest. It is eating him, the first shuddering. We are no longer safe here, wolf, fowled of wolf. Let us take our belongings and search for another village, sight far from the haunts of the wicked devil god. But when the morning came renewed courage, so that experience of preceding the evening had little other effect than to increase their fear of Tarzan and strengthen their belief in his supernatural origin. Thus waxed the fame and power of the ape man, mysterious haunts of the savage jungle, where he ranged mightiest of beasts because of the mankind mind, which directed his great muscles and his flawless courage. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.